0: Welcome back to the squeak and shout show with me your host Sam it's lovely to be talking to you again in another episode and a special big welcome if this is your first time here. Now you are no doubt listening to this episode because you're using Instagram to promote your handmade products and direct people to your Etsy shop or your website, your shop, whatever it is, but you're specifically selling handmade products and obviously using Instagram to promote them. Now. You're probably finding it incredibly frustrating. I get it. I was there. And you're putting in a lot of effort and you're not seeing any great results. Does this sound like you right now? Well don't worry if it is because you are in the right place. This episode I am going to share the three steps to creating a memorable brand that stands out on Instagram, how these three steps will start attracting new followers to your account every day, and obviously the most important, um, why having a consistent and memorable brand will turn those followers into customers which is the ultimate goal of being on instagram in the first place for your business right you want to use instagram to promote your products so that you can make more sales of your products using instagram as the platform so that is what we're going to be talking about in this episode so let's get started the three steps to creating a memorable brand that stands out on instagram now first off i want to stress how important it is to have a memorable brand on Instagram in 2020. You can no longer just post something and hope it gets seen. There are over a billion active users on Instagram right now in 2020, and this will just continue to grow. The platform is now 10 years old, and every day there are hundreds, if not thousands, of posts and stories being published every single second. So you need to do everything that you can To obviously be seen, stand out from all these other posts and the accounts on the platform. And most importantly, nurture your potential new followers and your current new followers in order to achieve your goal of obviously making more sales. Now, the biggest, easiest and best way to do this is to create a memorable brand. Now, stop Right there. I can see you right now hovering over that close button in your podcast listing app, ready to hit it. But I'm warning you, if you think for the rest of this episode and when I talk about creating a memorable brand, you think I'm just going to be talking about fonts, colours, logo, then you are very sadly mistaken and you'll continue to fail on Instagram and throughout the rest of your business. Now, sure, brand aesthetics are one of the three steps I am going to be talking about. But if you do not have the other two steps in creating a memorable brand, then you're wasting your time in your business and especially on Instagram. Okay, great. I've obviously now got your attention back, your interest again. Let's now get into the three steps of creating a memorable brand. Starting with step one, you need to have a clear niche okay there are over a billion people on instagram which means you need to try to be the go-to person or account for one specific thing or a specific thing you can't be everything to everyone if you try this will just result in failure it's the number one reason most businesses fail you need to be seen as the go-to account or instagram account or business for whatever it is that you do Now, a niche or niche, sorry Americans, I will be calling it niche for the rest of this episode, I'm English. Um, So a niche is is more than what you sell. I repeat, a niche is not your products. Your niche is made up from usually a combination of what you do, who you do it for, and how you do it differently to other people. So here's some questions to ask yourself in order to work out what your niche is what do you focus on? So actually, I'm going to reframe these for you so you can write them down. So what do I focus on? What am I known for? What do I do better than others? What do I want to do for a long time? Because you're going to want your business to be sustainable and long term. And what am I passionate about? Then next lot of questions. Who do I specifically talk to? Who is my Instagram account for? Who is my business for? Who am I doing this for? What particular type of people do I create my products for? What do people need from these products? What do my people connect with? Because again, we're not talking to everyone. So what do my people connect with? And who do I want within my community? Because we're all going to have people that we want and people that we don't, you know, especially as a handmade maker, product seller, Is someone who's going to moan about price someone that you want in your community? If not, then you obviously need to not talk to those people who are price orientated and instead talk about people who are quality orientated, as an example. And the last lot of questions. How do I do things differently? What makes me me? And what makes my account different from others? So once you've been through those questions you'll have a clear and defined niche this will now mean that you find everything and i mean everything within your business easier not just instagram everything within your business will be easier because you're not trying to please everyone or sell to everyone instead by creating a niche with a clear targeted and usually therefore smaller audience in mind you're not actually limiting your ability to make sales, you're actually increasing your ability to make sales because you become the go-to person for those targeted people and are therefore heard above the chatter of everyone else, whether it's on Instagram or just the world at general. Um, because again, you're, it's not about getting your message heard by everyone, it's about getting your message heard by the right people, your ideal customers. And this is what having a niche does. So I'll obviously have all those questions in the blog post as usual. So if you want to like copy and paste and maybe journal about them and things, all that will be in the blog post. Obviously, it's linked in the show notes. Um, Or you can go to squeakandshout.co.uk, go to the blog, find the podcast episode, and you'll find everything there. So let's get into step two, because that's only step one. That's a big step, but that's step one. Step two, your Instagram account is a magazine not a catalogue now i want you right now to stop just throwing finished products up um you know finished product photos and writing like a really quick caption and um, something like available in my shop linking my bio buy it now because this is boring i physically yawn just thinking about it it um and I know what you're doing. You're trying to keep consistent, so you're kind of using finished products and just writing anything and just posting because you know being consistent on Instagram is definitely something I say, and it is really really important. It's what a lot of other people say, and it like I say, it is really really important. But by posting things like that, it's actually going to hurt you, not help you. And I'm sorry if this is a little bit of tough love right now, um, but this is what I see. Every single day on Instagram. And honestly, it's really painful to witness. And um, I, you know, I can't just reach out to you or to anyone else that I'm seeing and go, girl, you know, your, your products are amazing, but your Instagram account is boring. Like, honestly, I would just get blocked left, right and center if I did that. But It is painful to watch so many people with so many brilliant products just not use Instagram in the right way. So by posting just finished products and just throwing them up and going, available in my shop, buy it now, link in my bio. You're basically using Instagram as a catalogue, which, by the way, when was the last time you looked at a catalogue? Like you flicked through the pages. I'm 99% sure, like this was never Maybe you've done it recently because we're all bored with, like, coronavirus pandemic. Um, but I even hesitate to say that then you've got so many more things that you were doing. Like, you're listening to this podcast episode. So I'm pretty sure that 99 to 100% sure that you have never just, like, flicked from a catalogue from, like, cover to cover. I'm pretty sure you've never done that. So stop treating your Instagram account like this. Your Instagram account should be a beautiful magazine that provides lots of interesting content for your current followers and the new ones that are going to find you, see your content, want to follow and therefore keep enjoying. And don't forget, the whole Instagram algorithm works around people only seeing and continuing to see your posts if they interact with them. So if people are just scrolling and skipping past your posts, they're not going to see them for much longer, which by that point, that person then is not seeing your posts. So they're just a number in your follower count which means absolutely nothing, by the way, it's just a number. Because um, if they're not seeing your posts, they're not seeing your products, which means they'll never become a customer. So you need to ensure that not every page of your magazine is an advert. You've got to add in the articles and other bits too. So how do you create this magazine kind of type of content in on your Instagram account? Well, you create content around what your ideal customer is, they are what they like and what they want to see that fits within your brand and what you sell so i've got a really good example for you this was um a past one-on-one client so this is a true niche this is someone's true niche and and obviously fitting with their products so you might even if you've been a long-term follower you'll probably know this person but um so if your niche is creating handmade products that help introverted females to understand themselves and find their purpose in life through astrology like I say, this is a real example, then you're going to want to talk about things like astrology itself, you know, planets, star signs, what it all means, moons, all things like this. Obviously, you're going to want to talk about what it's like being an introvert, because you are obviously talking to introverts probably as an introvert yourself, which this person is. Um, And of course, what an introverted lifestyle looks like. So not only what it's like being an introvert, but what an introverted lifestyle looks like, because it's very, very different to an extrovert. Um, And of course, what life is like when you've realised your purpose and so much more because specifically this person's products are designed to help someone use astrology to learn more about themselves and things so these subjects that are kind of broken down all not only speak to their ideal customer but also will create demand for their products so like i say all these subjects will help attract your ideal customer in the first place to your account they'll help you connect with that follower therefore keeping them engaged with your account which like i've said is the whole thing to your Instagram algorithm, which is why when people say, "Oh, the Instagram algorithm is against me," it's like, "No, you're just creating absolutely terrible content. Content is key." And again, check out last um, episode if you want more help with content types and things. And um, and of course, the last thing by using kind of subjects, um, and and all the manner that it is over time because you're not constantly doing catalog style content you'll obviously connect with your followers therefore like i say over time create demand for your products which will mean your follower your follower that did not want to come out then your follower becomes a customer which is yay that's the that's the whole point you're on instagram so don't don't focus on catalog don't like my products here Buy now blah blah think of your instagram account as a magazine You've got, yes, product photos, talk about your products, but add in other things too that link with your brand, link with who you're selling to, and ultimately create demand for your product. And step three, the bit that you all already know, your brand voice and the aesthetics. Now, based on your niche, you'll now want to obviously bring these branding aesthetics in to support your overall message. Colours, fonts, and a logo are what most people think of when they hear the weird branding. But like I said before, if you skip past the other two steps, you're wasting time even p- picking the aesthetic elements. Because how do you know if it's communicating the message or who that you're speaking to or what you want them to take away from your brand? So let's talk about colours first. Colours evoke emotions. So you'll want to obviously pick colours that match the emotions that your brand stands for. So... Red, for example, is a very active color. It's a very loud color. So going back to the niche that I described, using that as an example of introverted females, um, if you're picking red to try and talk to those people, that would be the one of potentially the worst colors you could ever speak to. It's loud. It's very active. Introverts are very kind of like, like to keep to themselves um, and it's not all about shy and things, but that's what people tend to tend to think about. Like they're very much, you know, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be heard. They don't want to feel shouted at. So the best colors really for an introverted audience would be something soft, calming, like pastels, and especially things like purples, greens, pinks, very soothing colors. And um, so that's a color, for example, like if you don't know your niche, how you, how do you know you're picking the right color? and fonts work very similar. Fonts don't evoke emotions, but they do communicate a lot of information. So, and also this is whether or not you're aware of it. Um, if I mention the font Comic Sans to you right now, I hope that you get a shiver down your spine. <laughs> if not, you've, uh, you're have you either way too young or you've been living under a rock. So just Google Comic Sans and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but your fonts communicate a vibe and a message. I mean, just look at the brands within your house right now or so around you. Jewelry brands usually use a thin regal looking font and obviously this communicates luxury. Everyone wants to wear jewellery thinking that it's luxurious, it's expensive. Um, Think about kids' products. Kids' products usually use a font. Maybe it's round, it's thick. This makes it look fun, cuddly. You know, kids want something that's fun and cuddly. Parents want to buy something for kids that's going to keep them entertained or, or again, if it's like a baby, soothed. So, like I say, Fonts are another way that you subliminally almost, although it's not subliminally, but you communicate your niche, who you're for, what your products do, what you what you stand for. And of course, I've mentioned kind of the information side of things, but your brand is not just about images either. It's about what language you use and what you say. So your you should have a very clear brand voice which will consist of words that you use and that connect with your audience as well as emojis yes emojis are part of your branding too especially on instagram because they help break up your caption which if you're just doing a paragraph which i've said it already if you're doing a one word uh, caption on instagram there's no point in posting if you are writing paragraphs on instagram and not breaking it up again it's not worth posting like emojis are great break things up do the best you've got to remember people on instagram are scrolling 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 the photo captures their attention then the caption provides some information but no one is going to sit and write an essay uh, read an essay you need to break it up so it's easier on the eyes and one way you do this is obviously emojis now if you follow me on emo- on <laughs> if you follow me on emoji <laughs> if you follow me on instagram which at squeak and shout by the way if you're not already links are in the show notes um then you'll see I always use a few emojis there's the party popper emoji which I always use it's like my celebration kind of emoji um it's my favorite I love it um I obviously use the big like smiley grin face because if you know anything about me I'm always smiling and I do proper like cheesy grin smile um, obviously I use the thumb up emoji you know I'm always like I am a thumbs up person like anyone in life knows I am a thumbs up person um, I obviously do the red heart emoji um and then my other kind of main one is the monkey with the hands over the eyes like that's kind of like that's just the perfect emoji to sum up so many things um, so I love emojis i have so many and obviously depending on my two accounts i have different emojis as well Um, because both brands are completely different so your imagi- emojis obviously need to fit with your brand how you want people to feel about your account and how you want to communicate you know emojis say a lot again like fonts and colors in terms of your captions and everything else within your business so think about your brand's aesthetics And now you have, hopefully, a clearer niche, or if not, after this episode, you're going to have a clearer niche going through those questions. Does your brand fit with your niche and what you want people to come away thinking about you? Because ultimately, you can do all this in terms of building a brand, but a brand is not built by you. It is built by your followers, your customers, people who interact with you. So all these elements are things that you help build a brand. But you don't decide what people think you can use things to help people get that message but ultimately other people create a brand okay so if not obviously if you've been through everything within this episode and your your brand does know you know your brand aesthetics don't fit your niche then obviously you need to have a rebrand. And I know this can be scary. I know that branding is usually a pitfall for people. It tends to be a bit of a perfectionist trap. So remember, your branding doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. When you do things, you action things, action brings clarity. Your branding will never ever be a once done and never do it again thing. Your brand will always evolve just as you do okay so don't get stuck in the perfectionist trap do the best that you can right now and it will always evolve with you so hopefully within this episode i've helped you understand the three steps to creating a memorable brand that stands out on instagram which will mean you start attracting new followers to your account every day and ultimately turn your followers into customers which is the whole goal of being on instagram in the first place right As usual I've turned this podcast episode into a blog post so you can remind yourself of all the information within this episode. Obviously you've got those questions as well that I have talked about. The link is in the show notes and you can obviously visit the blog on my website squeakandshout.co.uk if for any reason the link doesn't work. Now I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on what you learned in this episode. So send me a DM on Instagram with your biggest takeaway. I'd love to hear it for sure. This was a meaty episode as with all mine (laughs) so of course send me a message Um, my instagram account is at show. cool so that has been all for this week's episode if you enjoyed it please consider sharing it on your social media with your small business friends or of course you can leave a review within your podcast listening app these all help me know which episodes you enjoy the most so that i can obviously keep creating more of them and i'll be back next sunday for another episode so until then See ya! Bye!